P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let him run! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, uh, that's a tape, tape. Whoever she is, I'm going to find her and I'm going to hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish. <laughs> I'm always home. I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up. Three or four more movies that we decided we wanted to cover that we're going to do this for. So, Kyle, we're doing a late quartet today. And, uh, you know, we have the Amazon open and it shows them toasting. So I want to toast you. Cheers as as we're getting ready to go with this. Cheers. Prost. Cilantro. 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 Exactly. Um, yeah, late quartet. I've been looking forward to rewatching this. So I'm ready. And this is one of the episodes we did actually on the original run on Facebook Live which was fun was it oh okay yeah. yeah it was that it was just that and almost famous right yes yes yeah i remember we're like oh we want to do another one we want to do another one and we're like wait a minute we only have like five movies left to go or something like that we're like we don't want to do the last one all right let's just do late quartet yeah okay yeah now that's that's now it's coming back to me and 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 i think it also like helped that it was like it's a good it's a good seems like a good runtime let's see if it holds up in the rewatch of a good a good pace but hour hour 46 like I'm all about under two hours these days. Just a reminder, as you know, you're catching us on one of the many, many streaming services that host P.S. I Love Hoffman, right? What is it? Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and of course, CageClub.me. But just a reminder that this is the rewatch. We're just providing commentary to the film. If you want to check out that episode, I'm sure it's on Facebook somewhere, but check it out at our archive at CageClub.me. We do more of a deep dive analysis. This is just you and I remotely today, but you and I remotely just having a good time and rewatching a movie from our favorite actor, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, kind of. Uh, this is in his music, right? We've got Almost Famous and uh, Pirate Radio, aka the boat that rocks, the, aka the boat that rocks, or rocked, rocked, or yeah, rocked. rocked, yeah, yeah. Uh, any other real music? He, well, he sings in Jack Goes Boating. Well, he's musical in that, but it's yeah. not like a music movie. So you could, could call him musical in Along Came Polly. Oh, for sure. Judas. Yeah, but again, it, it's not in the music. No, no. This know. is this is definitely... He is a musician in this one. He's a, a violinist, correct? Second violinist, Second, unfortunately. Yo, whoa, Second, whoa. But, but we'll learn in this film. So reading this... Oh, by the way, it's on Prime, guys. So if you have Amazon Prime... You don't have to pay anything more than your subscription. And you're going to be watching it on Prime today, Kyle, as well? Correct, yes. So we'll sync it up in a second. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jeff Bezos, now second richest man in the world. (laughs) Sucker. No. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Loser. (laughs) (laughs) So the... Little summary here. The short Amazon summary says, Members of a world-renowned string quartet Ah, struggle to stay together in the face of death, competing egos, and inseparable lust. 
That makes it sound a little bit more exciting than I remember. I enjoyed the movie, but like, yeah, it sounds like there's some like suspense in there, and I don't think I don't, it's a you know r- real life, but just a decent amount of drama thrown in. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see. Uh, we're gonna watch it again. So Kyle, why don't we queue ourselves up at the same time code here? Okay. Only because if we just press Prime at the same time. Your internet might be faster than mine, you know? So yeah. just click the button, everyone, that says play, and then just rewind it to the zero, 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 zero. You should see, like, a eclipse coming up. I'm going to count it down. Three, two, one, play. All right. Some kind of eclipse. Wait, this says Eone. Entertainment okay. One. Okay. E1 Entertainment. Something like that, yes. Yeah. Make sure I got it down nice and low. Was this an RKO picture? I was like, is this RKO? I said the same thing. A rare RKO in the modern era. Yeah. Was, um... Was, uh... Oh, God. Iron Giant RKO? Or is it just like, am I thinking of... <laughs> Just the noise that the Iron Giant makes. But like, I don't know. Vin Diesel? Oh, Hogarth. <laughs> I am Superman. I'm Groot. I am no Superman. <laughs> okay, so... I never knew why that song didn't start Smallville. Why? Somebody said <laughs> it in that song. Somebody save me. Brad Bird directed The Iron Giant, but it's not the movie we're talking about today. No. So I learned something, Kyle. On our mid-month, when we were talking about uh, the actors in this film, yes, the one that really stands out, at least to us, is that Israeli actor Mark Ivanair. Yes, uh, on the left of the screen, or in their world, stage right. Stage right, yes, you were a musician, so you know that. <laughs> and I worked in the theater as well. So we have Catherine Keener, Christopher Walken, Philip Zimmer Hoffman, and then this dude who's not a household name. But apparently, and I could be wrong if you worked in a late quartet, tell me, Ethan Hawke was supposed to play that role, and he dropped out at the last minute. Interesting, and this is... That would have been cool, right? Not, no offense to Mike. Ivanar, but we've seen Ethan Hawke and Phil Zimmer Hoffman work so great together. It would have been nice to see. I was going to say, this is, this is after, um, oh boy, help me, uh, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Yes, yes. So that would, interesting. I wonder, I don't, I, I, I don't think it's, they, they'd had, they had any trouble working together. I wonder, I wonder what, um. I'm gonna have to. Who knows? Look, well, I want to. I'm curious now. What year is this? Do you know off the top of your head? 2012 in. Um, 2012 in what do you call it? Uh, festivals and 2013 in wide release. Okay, so I mean they were shooting this in like 2011, 20, early 2012, maybe. So let me just. Yeah, of, most likely. Let me just. I'm curious as to what Ethan Hawke was uh, doing at the time. Because normally, I mean, you know, like, obviously some people will just leave a project and not work on something else, but sometimes, you know, it'll be. Um, let's see. The Purge was 2013. Oh, before, oh before, before Midnight was 2013. 
Oh, maybe, you know, Daddy called and he had to go. Yeah, be, be, honestly, between before midnight and then... Kyle, is this your quarantine workout? Oh, <laughs> sorry, it was just... I missed it. Um, it was just Hoffman jogging. And then also Boyhood, because that was like a project that was forever long. That came out in 2014. Yeah. So I think between those projects, maybe he was just like, ah, oh, shit. Like, talk about, like, a movie, one movie that he was always such a big part of, and then... Oh, the no. No. So I did a deep dive quickly. Oh. So wrong. I mean, oh, okay. no, you might be right about that. But actually, from one article, it says that he was supposed to be Hoffman's role. Oh. Interesting. Maybe he was like, listen. Ah, and he did leave to make Boyhood. There you go. Or continue making Boyhood. Yeah. But maybe he was like. Because him and Hoffman were friends. Maybe he was like, listen, I'm leaving this movie, Phil. It's a really good movie. If you want the role, it's yours. Or something along those lines, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's hey, honestly, if you have to, you know, bail on something, I, it's definitely, I, I like, I, I've had to do this with uh, projects, obviously not to this caliber, but it's just like, if you can't make a gig or something like that, it's kind of, you know, uh, the right thing to do is have... Well, have someone else to be like, oh, here's someone that can, you know, you know, be an assistant camera for me uh, today uh, instead. And so if you're going to have your actor back out and someone replace him, I, I mean, it doesn't re- does it really get any better than Philip Seymour Hoffman. So they say in show business that if you have to replace someone and it's already been announced that they're in the thing, uh-huh. you got to make it bigger. You know, or at least equal in billing, right? Like, you couldn't replace him with an unknown. That's why I was even surprised that uh, this Mike Ivanar, or whatever his name is, replaced Ethan Hawke. Uh-huh. But, you know, getting Hoffman to replace Ethan Hawke, because you want the people to be like, oh, but was that's it, not it that was, bad. It was announced that Ethan Hawke was going to be in this? Yes. Well, that's how I read it here, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Not that people know the movie or anything, but... Again, you have to remember, like... The publications are not for people like you and me. Even though we're super into films, obviously we have film podcasts. No, it's like pure, but it's, it's really, really for industry people. Exactly, exactly. The Hollywood folk. So if they see, oh, Ethan Hawke left the project. Yeah. Mm, should we really back it? Should we advertise on it? Or should, you know what I mean? Yeah. They oh, they they have Phyllis Hoffman. Okay, never mind. They read it on the toilet, and then if they're upset with it, use it as toilet paper. That's one thing. Apparently. Oh, so this toasting scenes at the beginning. A lot of fascinating stuff in this movie. Yeah. And Kyle, just a little spoiler, even though these two up these two episodes won't come out anytime close to each other because Foodie Films is on hiatus. But weren't you fascinated that uh, later we'll be recording an episode for your show, Foodie Films, the podcast that talks food and films, uh, another Christopher Walken movie? <laughs> Not nearly as Christopher Walken centric, but yes, uh, Mouse Hunt. So uh, you got <laughs> guys, you know. Hoff fans, check it out once uh, once I'm back from Foodie Films is back from hiatus, and we'll definitely be talking a little little walking in that in the episode that Brian will be uh, guesting on. So, well, how do you know? I might talk all walking the entire time. <laughs> I'll have to use my expertise. Uh, while I may, may just be a co-host here, I'll have to use my expertise, solo hosting skills to 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 channel to corral that conversation.
I love the little details. Like I don't, you know, know them for sure, but it's like th- things that just like you know, seeing. I mean, he's got a towel on his neck, and I, I know that that definitely is. Uh, people get, you know, I mean, it looks like a, on the. I feel bad. I don't want to call him the Israeli actor the whole time. What's that actor? <laughs> or what's, what's his character? Mark Ivanir. Mark Ivanir. Mark Ivanir. He's got a little like chin kind of thing on his violin. Uh, but, but Kyle, just like. When you're at a wedding, you have your little handkerchief. Yes. Maybe Hoffman's a sweater. You know, he doesn't want to sweat. On That's a, a good point. Yeah. yeah. Instrument. There's just something I, th- I, 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 not that I'll necessarily be able to see when we see Walken again, but, um, I'm curious. He, uh, it looked like there were four chairs in this scene, but as we saw with the film opening. I t- yeah, he's sitting in a chair. I took note that it was like a piano bench that he sat on, so I'm curious as to uh, why. But notice how n- how none of them are on the seat back, right? So it doesn't really matter if it's a bench or a chair. That's probably what, just what they have in that apartment. I under- Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, really get into the minutiae here. <laughs> so do you know the instruments that make up a string quartet, Mr. Drum Major? I mean, the uh, I see violins and a cello is one of those a uh, technically a, a viola. Let's. See. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think a. Uh, I mean, yeah, hers looks. A by little... the way, by the way, I have to ask because it said it in the beginning, and I forgot to address it. Christopher Walken's not dying, right? Uh, well, he's the one, he has cancer. Oh, he has cancer, because I thought he had Parkinson's. Oh, Parkinson's, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I don't think he's dying, I think he just can't play, obviously, because of Parkinson's. Well, we're all dying, so. Yeah, we're all dying, but then, like, you see every movie say that, like, oh. (laughs) In the slow journey towards death. (laughs) Yeah, in the slow journey towards death. This baby has a day out. Yeah. (laughs) In the slow journey towards death, uh, Woody feels replaced by a new toy in the playroom. You know, like <laughs> I mean, hey, that, like, those, that that franchise I feel like uh, uh, confronts death more than others. So there you go. Who dies in Toy Story? I mean, there's definitely there's the Sid is exploding toys, and the third one there's an incinerator. Sure, but I don't think it addresses death like that. I, I think it addresses like a lot of heavy themes but yeah well i mean some some i've read articles that make a good point that the third one is about the holocaust so you know all right well <laughs> i don't know i could be you could said have you honest... weren't gonna bring up what you said you weren't gonna bring up uh israeli and really... Jewish themes anymore in this episode i didn't no? say that there you go um <laughs> i mean we, i always say could be because... more fleshed out perfectly on third times a charm mike manzi talk about toy story True. 3 True. Well, they did it on uh, Hanks for the Memories. Oh, that's true as well. So, guys, check out that episode well, to see if they talk about the Holocaust. I was going to say that my grandmother has Parkinson's, and she's had Parkinson's for 20 years. Um, wow. You know, it's terrible. Yeah, no, It's terrible, yeah, exactly. but par- Parkinson's doesn't kill you. I mean, you could argue that it does worse things, but Parkinson's doesn't kill you. So It doesn't really eventually, like, in... I mean, it can't, right? Not faster than... You would have probably already 
died. I mean, not to get morbid. No, no, I know, but I mean, but, it's but it's I mean, it's a it's a muscular thing, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, brain muscular, yeah, but it's. I just wasn't sure if eventually it, it, it um did like some... dementia doesn't kill you. No, no, no. I, I yeah, but I wasn't sure if it eventually did something to the heart. Is my point being? I'm sure, but in the normal timetable, like if you got it at the normal time, you get Parkinson's theoretically. Let's say Christopher Walken's age. Yeah. If nothing else gets complicated, he could live 20 or 30 more years, but not comfortably, yeah, you know? Yeah. And certainly not playing instruments to precision. I'm just a little bit like, again, Amazon said, facing death. If I remember correct, I don't know. I was trying to think, like, oh, is he also dying? Maybe like, they I don't think so. Facing that, mortality? I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, look at well, uh, no, PSH doing say... a, a, fresh, a French press. That's the French um, press foodie. Yeah, that's uh, that's how we do it in 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 my I, abode. I would say facing an end to a musical career, you know, a, or a forced end to yes, a musical career. Yeah. Both I'm glad it's Parkinson's sugar. too. Nice. I'm glad it's Parkinson's too, rather than him dying of cancer, because that since this is not a true story, that would have felt like a little bit more. You know, cliche. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think it's more uh, poetic. That, oh, like, oh you yeah. Know, you lo- to lose your abilities. <laughs> this is not a Hoffman sex scene, I don't believe. We see a lot of Hoffman sex scenes on this podcast, but just <laughs> a Hoffman intimate scene. This is like what most of your mornings are like, Kyle. Yeah. Wow. Verbatim. <laughs> No, Danielle's usually up before me, so it's uh, my coffee is waiting for me in the in the French press for me to pour. But she, she wait, she doesn't come to bed and like give you a little kiss on the cheek. No, it doesn't and, like, give here's me a your coffee. Snuggle, yeah, nothing like that. So this is uh, Imogen Poots, and she is the daughter of Hoffman and Catherine Keener, right? Correct. Yeah. Just. Those eyes are so captivating. I mean, you could say his name again. You're talking about his eyes, right? (laughs) Well, actually, he is very pretty eyes as well. Again, we said this at the time, and this movie got good reviews, but not great reviews. It wasn't like Oscar-worthy reviews, but I, even watching it now, I feel like it's a severely underrated film. Because I know nothing about classical music, and especially modern classical music, and quartets and things like that. And it has me hooked in, like, trying to learn more, if that makes sense. Not, like, on my own or time, just, yeah, in terms just, of in the movie. Yeah, just shedding a light on that world, for sure. Well, it was like this, and then and it, what? There's that movie, The Soloist. <laughs> the Soloist with Jamie Foxx Fox and Robert Downey like Jr. Man, right? Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I think he's like a homeless savant, or I don't know. So the string quartet, by definition, in a musical ensemble, is two violins, which we knew: uh-huh. a first violin and a second violin. The viola, you were right, there we go. and that's what Kath- Catherine Keener plays, right? Yeah. Yes. And then the, it's not technically a straight cello; it's technically a violin cello. Okay. Which I don't know the difference, but um, 
It's supposed to showcase basically the four ways a violin could be not played, but you know what I mean? It's just like it's it's all violin cousins. Yes. Pilar. I forgot about this character. I, Central Park. This yeah. sorry, continue. No, no, I was just gonna say again, like I mean I, I think um Ethan Hawke resides in New York as well, but it's like but you know oh, he, definitely he, a big New York actor. He gets uh you know Philip Seymour Hoffman and I think you know he was just like ah oh, it's in New York okay you know like yeah like hey I got you hey there's a gig in New York not that he needs help and getting Ka- it, no no I'm and sure. also and Catherine Keener's on it you know what I'm saying like true yeah you get to work with Catherine again uh, all right I'll do it it's a, so Ethan Hawke and Catherine Keener as a couple I'm just trying to picture that I don't know if I necessarily see that. There's just already, uh, with all the other films they've collaborated on, I think they just have a, her and PSH have such a great rapport that it it works, um, in my mind at least right now, better than her and Ethan Hawke. No offense to Ethan Hawke, but... Ooh, staring at the booty. So this is the Onassis Reservoir in Central Park? Jacqueline Onassis? Yes, it's named after her. I did not know that. You big New Balance guy? Um, I've I've owned some pairs. Sure. I, I used to love New Balance early in my running career in high school, but I switched to Nike just for the uh, better support. New Balance, I always think of uh, Crazy Stupid Love, <laughs> where Gosling's like, "Are oh, you wearing New Balances?" Yeah. I forgot what else he says. He's, are you in a fraternity? Yeah. And he's, are Are you? Are you? Um, oh God, why am I? Uh, Steve? Are you Steve Jobs, founder of Apple? Yeah. Be like, oh, I got it at the Gap. Be, Be better, better than, than the Gap, the gap. Be better than the Gap. Which, I, I'm pro-Gap, especially these days. My brother works for the Gap. Welcome to the Gap. Or fall, is it <laughs> fall, fall into, into the, the Gap? gap. Ah. Fall into the Gap. Fall again. into the Gap, yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to Gap. There was a Gap in Westwood. New Everyone! Country. Everyone used to chop at the Gap. And it really, Old Navy's, like, now they're, like, prime brand and old navy said, oh you shop at old navy fuck you, you know, yeah like, it was right isn't like old navy gap and banana republic like the yeah and they have some other brands but those are like the big three yeah fascinating another i mean i, I want to be in a quartet if you're going to eat cheese and, and grapes yeah and, have a know. tea time it looks like maybe i've got some news <laughs> i'm dying apparently I'm dying. <laughs> slowly but Ethan Hawke and sorry, I want, oh Catherine Keener. I want to see if they've been in something before. Nope. Hmm. Wait, this is really dumb because it doesn't even say. Oh, I was I'm like, why doesn't say Lurker Tech? He's not in it. Uh. <laughs> Didn't we look up um, that Christopher Walken did? He grew up on like the Upper West Side. We always we were saying like a Queens accent, but then we saw that he Queens or Brooklyn. But yeah, it turned out he grew up on the Upper West Side. Yeah. I love that picture in the back of them with the four of them. 
that those have to be like fun little moments you know like when you're making props for movies that you're part of portraits and like yeah all that stuff kyle breaking news uh unrelated to anything on this podcast but i have to say it because we're recording now your your fellow town person omar manaya back with the mets oh okay yes harrington they hired him for the fourth time wow for and what as what uh i don't know i just someone like my phone's blowing up (laughs) (laughs) because i mean he was originally manager he's been gm and then like no okay gm yeah yeah gm not manager but like assistant gm yeah i am surprised because like it was the ownership who loved him and the ownership's new who knows (laughs) <laughs> that's someone we were just mentioning queen so there you go that's a little queen talk for yeah you. grew up in queens i'm ver- i'm very much i'm i'm channeling uh especially winter time here i've been wearing i i'm not a big scarf person we've been wearing some scarves recently well they serve as masks if you want to it is true it's true but the hat the beard the hair length really uh dig in i just well, need to I... get a good pea coat um, or, or a pea not even good just a pea coat I uh, I worked a lot on the Upper West Side, so I know these streets. I know you got to say that a bit more passing. like authority. I know these streets. Yeah, <laughs> like like Robert De Niro, my city, my, my city, my East Side, my Far East Side. Orange like a Knicks basketball, red like my mother, <laughs> red like my mother's in New York. Murder. In New York on New Year's Eve, anything could happen. <laughs> Imagine that just like coincided with the scene right now. <laughs> you see De Niro in the background. Walking in the background. Guys, if you don't his... know what we're talking about, there's this famous like De Niro commercial, like a Mastercard commercial. I feel like we always talk about Mastercard commercials. You know, <laughs> yeah, between PT Anderson. Whole... And... Yeah. Oh no, there's a PT Anderson one. I th- Wes Anderson. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Wes. An- yes, Wes Anderson. Yeah, he's like yeah. making movies. <laughs> it, it is PT Anderson one. That'd be awesome. Maybe there is. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, Wes Anderson. <laughs> Has Walken been in a Wes Anderson film? Uh, I feel like he he belongs in that world. Yeah, I feel like he would definitely fit in, and he hasn't he hasn't been in a PT Anderson either. But I could see him in a, I could see him in either. Like I could have seen him in something like Punch Drunk Love, not like that. I'm saying a role, but I don't know. I know it's been done a million times. I would love to do a Wes Anderson like mini podcast just as movies it wouldn't take long <laughs> no because it's just like it's fun to watch and talk about those are movies that are fun to watch and talk about yeah oh and also i mean we were saying mastercard but then we also did quote uh new year's eve well that's neither wes or pt anderson no but that was just those that, that was the de niro <laughs> yes new york interesting it's interesting that they would uh like uh you know they're filming obviously this is not a set obviously it's actual actually new york but they're showing like places with their phone numbers it's interesting that they don't like you know change the numbers or whatever but who's gonna watch this and be like let me call that number <laughs> yeah it's not like you're gonna get like youth watching this and like in a prank call or something <laughs> like that i don't know <laughs> All the Utes. Uh, 
Imogen Poots, she's very talented, but like, I don't know a lot of things she's in. She was on a show, I believe she, I don't really want to misspeak right now, but it was the, um, I think it was called Roadies, and it had like one. Roadies, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see it, I'm looking it up now. It's, oh, it was a Cameron Crowe yeah, show. It's, so yeah, yeah, exactly. It was appropriate. Wasn't uh, uh, Luke Wilson part of that? Is that right? I don't know. I never saw it. I know she was in uh, Need for Speed. Oh, really? The Aaron Paul movie. Yeah, she's like the girl. Does she just look very similar? Wasn't there also, wasn't she in like, uh, what's the, not not the first one. There's like the zombie films, like the really fast paced one, the Danny Boyle films. What are those called? 24 oh i don't think she's in that oh 28 she was in 28 weeks weeks later later. yeah exactly yeah i only saw 28 days later so yeah 28 weeks later is uh well i guess uh 27 and blank days later than 28 days later <laughs> or no that wouldn't make sense no, they never made a sequel to that that they what? did what is it called wait what are you asking a sequel to what 28 weeks later 28 weeks then they did the 20 28 they... months and then it would be years yeah i'm surprised because those zombie films have like 30 sequels they had like a 28 months later, 28 years later, I think... 28 decades later. <laughs> it's no, like, there's only the two. There's only the, ah, uh, for some reason I thought there was a third one. They've discussed it as, even in 2019 they were discussed doing it, but. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it was, and, and 28 weeks Yeah, later. they said, and they said it would be 28 months and then 28 years. Jeez. That like that goes into like a category of uh, it starts getting to, like when people still say like yeah I have like a I have a twenty five month old. <laughs> <laughs> What's this fame? Isn't this a famous bridge, Brian? All uh, the bridges have names. Okay, I don't know the names of all of them. There are many bridges like that in Central Park. I haven't been like in Central Park in a long time. Like it's beautiful. It, it lives up it. to every expectation you could ever imagine for an urban park. You know, it's not overrated or anything like that. You know, a lot of things. Oh, oh, my dinner with Andre right here. Wallace Sean. But how? How did you inspire the actors in the wilderness? Inconceivable. Yeah. <laughs> These are just like I feel. I don't know if he. I'm assuming he's from New York. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, if he's not from New York, he's lived longer in New York than I am, and I was born in New York. You yeah, know? sure. Yeah, or I have, I yeah. should say. You know. Yeah, and so just like two guys, like of like around the same age, just like very New York. Oh, they definitely have been on stage together. Yeah, exactly. You know they have just very recognizable voices. This is uh, a movie I never knew I wanted, but I, I I want I want them to have just like a dinner conversation as well for sure i'd love to just watch like my dinner with christopher (laughs) 
little bit of wine. A, a bold. I feel like that's perhaps. cheating. I feel like I feel like that's cheating a little bit, like the way the shot looks with the the uh, wine right there. What do you mean it's cheating? I don't know. Something feels off in terms of the levels to make that wine in that shot. Um, we'll go back to it. Yeah. Like, I feel like he wouldn't have put his glass in that location naturally. Oh. It was like, oh, put put it here at the table so it looks better in the shot. Sure, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's a composed shot. What did he just say? They said he might not survive? Yeah, something I even had to say. So maybe he does have, like, some kind of advanced disorder. Or no, we'll I think see you when he saying, dies at the end. No, saying, oh, the quartet no, without, might not. Yeah, serve. exactly. Without Nina. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. That's what I was gonna say. I think he, <laughs> I was gonna say. I thought he said about Nina. I'm learning about my disease and sweatpants. So. <laughs> yeah, this is comfortable. You know, it must be weird to be a world-renowned cellist or, you know, violin player. Violinist? Violinist, yeah. It must be weird where you're super famous in certain subsets, but not famous at all in other subsets. Like, he can sit in this room and no one's like, oh my god, you're the best cellist in the world, you know, (laughs) in this room. yeah. That makes me think of, uh, there's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode that um, Andre Brower's character is, you know, of course the captain, and saying that there's a high-profile case with a celebrity, and Jake is like, I want it, I want it, and, you know, of course he's not going to give it to him, so he gives it to Boyle, and I think that's also when Boyle is excited, he's like, is, you know, maybe it's a time when he says, like, is he like Diane Weist or whatever? And then it's, uh, he's excited because, you know, the captain is excited because it's like a first chair, like oboist. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I love that. But it's so true, right? And like, that's the celebrity that uh, if I was going to be any kind of anal. Sorry, I just saw that come up. (laughs) So, yeah, that's a celebrity. If I had to pick, that would be it. Where I'm, like, renowned and loved. Yeah, well-regarded in a, a, yeah. In a very small subset, but the rest, like, and I make money, obviously. But the rest of my life, I could live like a normal person and people aren't bothering me or anything like that. I mean, I feel like except for, I mean... Even I mean, if, even in the end of the day, a lot of athletes can live that way. But like your, besides your star athletes, and then your like Hollywood stars. Like I mean, most writers can live that way, and yeah, most writers aren't like you know self sustaining though. Well, when there's I very say, few writers who could pay the bills. There are plenty of authors and screenwriters and playwrights. But a screenwriter is different, and I feel like a screenwriter in L.A. gets recognized, and that's where they have to be. 
Playwrights pay the bills. Really? Please, you think when play... they're walking down the street, they get recognized? Some places, yeah. And by the way, playwrights, if you're listening, please email us or tweet at us. Or I don't think we operate our Twitter, but just send <laughs> us a send us a message. And if you can pay your bills, let us know. <laughs> I mean, with rent prices in the city now, of course they can. I don't. I don't know what I'm talking about. What? <laughs> What do you think rent prices are? Three hundred dollars? They've gone down. The rent hasn't gone down. I've, I've I've heard from a bunch of people that they like that their rent went down. Please let me know. Yeah, that they that's... worked out like new. De- yeah, bunch of people. Well, good for them, but that's not a a common thing. Oh, okay. Is it? Did it not go up like it was supposed to? Sure, but it's not cheap. I know people that got like three hundred a month knocked off. 300 a month, it doesn't, like, it's not that much. But in the end of the day, it's not like, you know, there's a small window, theoretically. I don't know why we're getting to rent things, but that <laughs> personally offends me that people think, oh, my God, no one's moving to the city. You can get an apartment so cheap. That is just not true. I didn't say that. But that's what people are saying, which is, like, dumb. Because it's this whole thing. Remember when, like, only New York had coronavirus? And, like, oh, my God, how could anyone live in a city anymore? And then everyone else got it. Like Alaska is like doing really bad right now. Uh huh. That's what that comes from. But yeah, I mean, no, I mean, rent is not down as much as it should be. I wish. Trust me, I've looked. Yeah, I mean, my landlord like knocked. He said, you "Don't have to." Uh, he'll, he'll charge us for eleven months for just twelve. Wow! See, that's a great deal. Well, that's less than knocking three hundred dollars off a month. I don't know. I mean, you know people who that's happened to. I don't know anyone who's that ha- that's happened to. Wait, what, what? What did you bring that up for? Oh, oh, writers and artists. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> that's one of the tragedies of doing things. Like, look on Twitter. Like, for example, like magazine writers or, or newspaper writers and stuff. Like, you would think, oh, people know their names. They write all these articles and they don't really, they don't really make a lot. I think that no, my whole my like, whole point was that people like rec- do like they like they know their names and like people endear them. But walking, but I was just I was commenting on the walking down the street. That's all. That's what it was. Oh no, but uh, but what I said in my prerequisite is like you're making good money too. Gotcha. Like these people are making good money. They're like not look like they're not like fucking buying estates around the country i'm not saying they're making that kind of money but like they're self-sustaining they're not worried about paying the bills they're famous in their circle they could tour around the world and make decent money i love these shots that yeah. we're talking about <laughs> you know which is cool but you know they still have that little bit of anonymity anonymity like when they're in kansas city touring i bet you no one recognizes them it's like only like four neighborhoods they probably get recognized in manhattan Mm-hmm. But you know what? You know, people people make money probably the most money and don't get recognized. People who make money like on Wall Street or in real estate. Oh yeah, you know of course, I mean? like lawyers and bankers and yeah, like that's that's must be fun. <laughs> but then they're not famous, I guess. Yeah, but then you're just like, oh, that person has a lot of money because they're driving a crazy car and they're gaudy. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. It's funny because these are artists, so I guess to clarify. At, you know, after this whole long spiel, <laughs> there's not a lot of artists. 
that can be so respected in their one community make good money enough to buy these fancy ass instruments at least you know and then still live in anonymity i mean pro- today probably painters i know when painting when there wasn't tv or movies and stuff like that probably painters you know didn't get to live that lifestyle but I don't know who the most famous painter in America is today. Yeah, I don't, or or sculptor. But I'm sure they or... make. I'm sure they make good money. They're the most famous painter in America. Yeah. But I bet you, if we had someone on who was like a classical musician, they'd be like Brian. One percent, half of a percent of people get to this like late quartet level, and these are just like complainers, you know, like. Oh my god, you don't want to be second chair on the most renowned uh, violin quartet <laughs> in the world? Boo-hoo. Yeah, I mean, these, yeah, I'm, like, they're, they're definitely, I feel like, in, in the, uh, you know, in, in their world, they are, I don't know, of, you know, the elite athletes that we know today, or they are... Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to set up the game for Mariana Rivera. I want to close. Yeah. <laughs> but, dude, you're winning the World Series. You're making millions. Yeah, fuck that. You know, like, that's... <laughs> that's what that is. When was the first time you saw Catherine Keener in something or recognized her? I'd have to look at her IMDB to uh, kind of quick... Uh, let me... let me. Is she Catherine with a K? C. See, Catherine. So, honestly, I'd seen being John Malkovich. I'd seen things, but the first time I was like, "Oh, oh, I've seen that person in a couple things." Was definitely Forty Year Old Virgin. As weird as that is, Uh, I'm like, "Oh, where I said, oh, that lady." (laughs) If that makes sense, you know. Let's okay, yeah. So let me go back and see, like, what of her early works like some of her like her earliest work that i've probably seen her in is you know like being john malkovich i'm not and i'm not saying then recognize her but i'm just trying to like go back into her of what works i know of hers oh yeah now that i look at it clearly the first time i saw her was being john malkovich yeah that would be like honestly probably like kind of almost in sequential order like that and then death to smoochie and then adaptation. And then I didn't watch Death the Smoochie. Sorry, I, I. It's okay. <laughs> but she's not really an adaptation. No, that's true. And then Forty Year Old Virgin, and then Capote. So yeah, I guess Forty Year Old Virgin. I, I like it was one of those things that definitely by Capote, I was like, oh yeah, her. <laughs> um, I, I really think that I saw Forty Year Old Virgin. I was like, oh. I've seen that lady. Oh, it was in Being John Malkovich, you know. And then Capote came out like, oh, that's the same person kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, For Real Virgin, also because it's just like, oh, it's a comedy. I mean, she's fun. She's funny. Wait, she's, she's in really The good. Soloist? Oh, wow. Look at her. Just, uh, yeah, look at her. Taking over about the... Hoffman having a music trilogy. She has a classical music, at least. Duet. You know, <laughs> duet, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So she's in The Soloist. Um,. And I'm trying to look at see if she's done any other music, not that at least that I know of. There's a, she's in a movie called Elephant Song. No idea what that's about. Doesn't sound like it would she's probably in, be. She's in Captain Phillips, one of your favorites. I'm the captain now. Um, 
You know, when you look at her IMDb, you're like, oh, wow, I thought she did more than this. I mean, you know, when she, like, you know, then she's like, goes and she's like in, you know, fucking get out, you know, which is awesome. Uh, you know, she she's in some standout roles in some movies, but yeah, you would think like maybe a little more. Who was I just looking? Maybe is that on IMDb or was I watching something? I was like scrolling through someone's career. So there was something called Peace, Love, and Misunderstanding that she's in, uh-huh. and she sings the song The Weight. By the band, The Weight? Oh. Yeah. That's what it says. I don't I've never seen this movie, never heard of this movie. It looks pretty terrible to be honest with you. Is this some so, flamenco? The beautiful art of flamenco. Oh, this oh is... I miss Spain. Oh, I miss Spain. miss Spain so much. Where is this bar in New York? Because I know it's not open right now, but I want to go when it is open. <laughs> what do you, you think? A little old-fashioned. I wonder if this is... Wait, is this flamenco or is this is this fado? Or is this Portuguese? It looks like flamenco. There's pictures. There's posters of Spain on the oh, wall. Okay. Yeah, I just had a delightful dinner the other night at a french restaurant and i was saying to danielle how you know i would love to go back to france with her and explore more france and then especially you know in southern france and she has family and niece and i was like oh and then that would be great because like it would nice. be awesome to go from there and you know burgundy but i would love to go into like on that. <laughs> sorry travel oh <laughs> but then to go like back into the uh, like the basque region you know and explore more of yeah, that. Because that was... there's a French Basque region. Too. Well, exactly. Yeah, I would love to go to Bayonne. You you go to Bayonne all the time, Kyle. <laughs> Actually, you don't. I don't. Still... I don't. I drive past an exit. <laughs> Bayonne. Oh. Ooh. We do have a Hoffman sex scene. I don't remember this. I don't either, but me gusta mucho. You are. That's appropriate because she <laughs> We have to remember this that like you know when we talk about <laughs> yeah. the Hoffman sex scenes. It's definitely um seemed to be l- later in his career. Yeah. You know? Well, I guess that's also when he, since he has such a um just working his way up kind of career uh so once he's a leading man i'm trying to think of like the one so, of the first i'll go to his imdb to kind of think of like the first so, one so the actor who plays pilar i was like she doesn't look she's Spanish. like indian or pakistani right no she's actually oh she is an israeli persian oh okay so connection to the director yeah Interesting. Wait, an Israeli like she's like part Israeli, part Persian, or just or like a Jewish. Persian. I I would imagine it doesn't really say here. I would imagine she is a Persian Jewish person whose family emigrated emigrated to Israel. Then yes, once Israel, yeah, gotcha. Okay. 
She's born in Israel. But still keeps up the Persian heritage, apparently. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so... Oh, I guess the early... Uh, no, I shouldn't say that, because I should just keep scrolling through. Uh, to... What movies he's maybe had a, uh, a, a sex scene. Well, I guess happiness, self-sex scene. <laughs> you know? Yeah, fine, if you want to count But then the first one, I just passed it, what would be, Cold Mountain, as we just watched. You know, like, that woman at the farmhouse or whatever. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a sex scene. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to defend. No, 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 I'm just, like, trying to think. He doesn't have one in Capote. He doesn't have one in The Savages. Then Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Definitely. That's just Owning Mahoney sex scene, no? No, not that I recall. Uh, Synecdoche? I I don't remember what you know, like um It says there's a sex scene in owning Mahoney on Mr. Skin, FYI. Oh, okay. I don't remember that one. I'll play it now on Mr. Skin. <laughs> Uh, oh, I don't have a Kyle. Can I use your uh, username on the yes. screen? I don't have yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the master, you know, Amy Adams helps him release, but that's not like it's like that's like same category as I, I'd consider <laughs> uh, happiness. I'm watching the Oni Mahoney God, sex God, scene. God, God's pocket, so. No, it's not okay. So, it's not a real sex scene. It's they send the hookers to his room. So yeah, I didn't recall there being like a gratuitous kind of, you know. So in two thousand eight, yeah, before the devil knows you're dead was was voted the worst sex scene of the year. Oh, that's not right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a uh, Columbus Circle. You must be a little ahead of me because you laughed before I saw Catherine Keener. No, no, I laughed at just his reaction. Oh, well, he's just like, I can't. I just also like how he said, this is Pilar. God's Pocket, he has a sex scene. Yeah, I said that. Okay, uh, I'm trying to think. I, so I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't actually do a, a, a count, though, so. Uh, next time, next time we do a run-through, we'll have to just watch the sex scenes. I don't, so yeah, God's Pocket, Late Quartet, do, are we considering the master? I don't know. It's up to you. <laughs> I'll say no, because I'm not going to consider happiness. Um, actually, no, wait. In happiness, he does. With think, the, yeah, he does. He does. With the bigger woman, right? With the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that counts. Okay, yeah. So ha- well, I don't care. But the- when you put sex scenes, nine, uh, Philip Murnoffin, 95% of the articles uh-huh. 
are are before the devil knows your dad. Well, because of Marissa fucking Tomei, and she's gorgeous. And he he's fucking who? What'd you say? Sorry, Marissa Tomei. You said Marissa fucking Tomei. So, I uh, did I? Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm just yeah, I'm counting right now. We got Synecdoche. Four. Five. Does he have a sex scene in. My count is. Six. Well, doubt we don't see it. <laughs> or know if so it happened. Wrong. I'm just kidding. I guess we don't. Um. The Mattress Man doesn't have a sex scene, right? No. No. Is there a sex scene in uh, Flawless? Mm, no. Who is he making a bow for her? That's the thing that in this movie I was so fascinated by in the first watch. The precision of the instruments. Yeah, I mean, definitely any. Um, well, I'm sure, obviously, uh, it's the, any any instrument, but yeah, string instruments. I feel like are just because I don't know. At least, definitely seen a little bit more about like making them, and you know, just I don't know. There's a difference between like that because of like the wood carving and everything that goes into it in the in the. Well, yeah, and then the the whole thing is like that. The top musician. (laughs) Just talk. Confessing to Christopher Walken, a a possible father-like figure. So they said, uh, sorry. Sorry, I was just getting a, a stat here. They said that uh, he was even like a father on the set. Like, they did not want to disappoint him in their acting. Like, they would, they had brought their A game just to, like, not disappoint Christopher Walken because he felt so fatherlike. And you see it here in these scenes like this. Yeah. Which is, you know, interesting. Obviously, he's a tremendous actor, but it's not like. It, 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 it's funny. Like, we hear so much more about, like, Pacino and De Niro and just like questioning their later careers but you know Christopher Walken definitely has uh I feel like he's, yeah, he, he's someone he's like you've like I, I've heard like he doesn't say no to a role well exactly but he was always like that right like he was always doing silly comedies and serious movies at the same time sure but just, just the quantity what... of those like the caliber of those serious films back in the day were just yeah but it's not like like pacino and de niro they were like untouchable and then they started doing stupid shit like walk-in always you know he'd always take like he was in wayne's world you know the second wayne's world like he always i know but then we, take... but wayne's world in the comedy realm is like a revered comedy i'm not like ju- yeah, I'm not, not judging time, like not, for you and versus... i for you and i but not at the time like huh. if you read shit about wayne's world at the time it was trash people were like what the fuck is this this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Both of the films. 
like over the years it's gotten successful, but like that's dumb comedy for the era. Bring her to uh bring her to a suburban neighborhood. It's a good idea. <laughs> what were we saying? Oh, oh sorry, sorry, the instrument because I wanted to look up, look this up and I couldn't really find the statistic about it. But they like how these classical musicians they will and we see an auction later which is an awesome scene but they will buy instruments from the 16th 17th and 18th centuries and that's what they play on stage like if you ever go to a chamber music concert or something they're playing instruments that have been played for 300 years yeah they have other people's souls in them (laughs) but just insane to think about yeah you don't like it's weird like i i I don't know, at least I think about that more with, like, pianos, but it's just like, yeah, of course, you know, like, smaller instruments are passed down like that. You know, pianos, I just think of that way just because they're so large and substantial. Yeah, huge, there's so much. Stationary, so you just imagine, like, a piano stays, you know, on stage, and it's been played by so many people, but, like... For sure, for sure. A personal item, a a handheld thing that you pack away. Yeah, like, yeah, there's just ones that... You know, get. I'd love to know why. I'd love to know why. Like, is it a prestige thing? Like, does it sound better because it's like aged? Was was it just made better back then? And you know what I mean. Like, I'd love to know the the real specifics of it. And you and I don't know, and we'll probably never know. You know, unless we just do a project on it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there definitely has to be a little bit of like, I have this now, like, you know. Oh, for sure, for sure. Because you're not, you can't tell me that, like, with all the computer science and mathematics we have, we can't figure out how to make that as perfect as they made it by, like, an artisan in Florence. It's probably, like, imperfections that make them ideal in some kind of way. Sure, but I'm sure even a computer program could find that. Okay, yeah. As, As unsexy as that is. Well, it's like, I don't know, it probably falls into the same category of, like, you know, f- like, baseball cards. It's just, like, there was a limited amount of, like, that, I don't know, made. And so it's like, wow, this is one of the first, uh... Yeah, but that's but that's definitely a status symbol. It doesn't have a better function. You know, it's like, oh, this picture of Mickey Mantle's better. You know, yeah. no. It's just status. So I think you're right. I think a lot of it is, like... Oh, they're playing with this instrument. That's cool. No, she was just saying the lower register has a nice something or other. So it's just like, I don't know. But that, I mean, that wouldn't compare to a baseball card, though. You know what I mean? Like, a baseball card is just a picture of somebody, right? At, the value is what we put on it. It's not its function. These are actually functional things. Oh yes, yeah, of course, yeah. It needs to, it also needs to have the function, yeah. But I'm one, yeah. So that's what I'm wondering. Like if you're just apparently. like if you're you know the manager or you know or I should say the owner of like a TGI Fridays and you want a famous violin on the walls, you know, doesn't need to, <laughs> Could you doesn't, need to doesn't need to play well. Just needs to look cool. <laughs> I wonder. You know what? None of those restaurants have that anymore anyway. Like, when we were growing up, like, you went to, like, an Applebee's. or So Jeff many Rides, tchotchkes. Like... Yeah, well, Applebee's now, their whole thing, since it's, like, the neighborhood thing, they have all the local uh, pictures. Of At least for the last, like, ten years, but who knows the next generation of Applebee's. I haven't been to Applebee's in a while, but yeah, that was, they took all that shit down and was like, yeah, this is what's in your neighborhood. But they closed our neighborhood Applebee's, so they gave up on our neighborhood growing <laughs> up. 
there were just too many times that buses pulled up and the lights were off and they didn't turn them back on. <laughs> we're just referring to like a lot of obscure commercials. In this episode. Yes. <laughs> this like we're so spoiled because like there was a time when we would watch Elite Quartet and we'd be like, oh my god, there's so many Hoffman scenes, and there are. Yeah, there are so many Hoffman scenes. What this movie does well, it balances all four characters pretty well. Like a good quartet. Yes. <laughs> I, I I forget how their story ends. They all die. As again, as we all do, yes, it's true. <laughs> that's all. Yes, that's the end of all our stories. <laughs> that's that's it is. Yeah, we all uh, end up in the end up in the dirt or. In a jar. He has some intensity in his eyes. I'm just also liking it because... This also to me is one of the more... Grounded roles, grounded stories that he's in later. Like in in his career. Mm -hmm. You know, like as far as... Yeah, okay, so... I did say story, so yeah, like as far as dramatic beats, yeah, there's drama in this, but it's not. Uh, I'll go to a movie that we've referenced already before, The Devil Knows You're Dead, but this is definitely more in the realm of uh, story realism, like the, the Savages. So it's it's nice to, for sure. It's nice to see him in a in a role like like that. a small story. Yes, an intimate small story that like it's yeah, not like edge of your seat and you know as we're joking you know like it about death and stuff like that but it's just like oh like you know like the death and before the devil knows you're dead is crazy yeah this is fascinating with the horse hair and importing it and yeah is horse hair and then also i think like back in the day it was cat guts Ooh. I I could be completely wrong but i don't think animaniacs would have ever steered me wrong <laughs> So, uh, there was a, uh, what was it? Rita and... Runt. Runt? Yeah, okay. I wanted to say rump for a second. Uh, <laughs> that there was a, yeah. It was a very, it was a Les Mis kind of episode. It was like with Jean Valjean, which was a, uh, played by a uh, uh, Do- Doberman Pinscher. All fascinating stuff for you. <laughs> I'm the sh- relationship is so weird. I was like, sorry, just going to say, uh. yep, I was just going to say that. And then, of course, <laughs> now they're kissing. But I was just going to say, yeah, like, I'm sure we said it on the first episode. But, like, just thinking before of the picture of, that Christopher Walken has in his apartment. Like, like that's practically, that's her uncle. Right? This guy, yeah. Like, that's, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, non-blood related, but that is, you know, her uncle. So, well, I mean, at least... So, 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 so I'll ask you a question. Some of our friends have daughters and... Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. 
this is a uh, this is a, again one of my favorite scenes, as corny as it is. Just the auction for this instrument. Yeah. I like that she's there, like telling him when to raise his hand. How's your recording, Kyle? Running smoothly? Yes, it is uh, running s- smoothly. Um, knock on wood. <laughs> oh, what a dirty! That's a great line. And not to spoil this for for anyone, but again, if you're watching with us for the first time, as a spoiler, you know, or, or if we're spoiling it like that way, don't just watch the movie without us first, please. But if I recall correctly, that person's just like a a proxy for um, the other guy in the quartet, right? To buy the instrument for her as a gift. Oh, really? Oh, I don't... Something like that. Because I'm pretty sure they lose it out and she gets it anyway, and that's that's me just putting two and two together. Okay. You're remembering more... I I remember enjoying this film for uh, definitely the reasons I've said thus far. uh, And his screen time and... An interesting story, but I don't know. Uh, it's definitely oh, that's a sad image of Christopher Walken. But uh, it's maybe my my, my memories going, uh, but it just uh, uh, story beats aren't like staying with me as long as they used to. Well, we're also talking, and you know, well that yeah. I mean, at this point, I saw this movie one time. You have a better memory than I, but uh, one time almost three years ago now, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was actually right right around this time of year we saw this. Oh, really? I think, yeah. Or that we, we released it, I should say. Who's in the shadows? Yeah. Well, that's a big bottle of scotch right there. Did he and Juliet? Oh, did did he and Juliet once have an affair? Is that a story? Is that part of it? Oh. Oh, which would be really weird to then fuck the daughter. They had sex. You don't. We don't know that. No, I, I, I don't know. But I was, I was just trying to recall if that was like a kiss her too would be weird. Let's be honest. (laughs) Oh, the daughter. No, that he definitely has sex with the daughter. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yeah, because he catches that. Like something happens that, like, I think, like at the, uh, the Peter's apartment. This is one of those Wikipedia plots that are like a paragraph long. <laughs> uh, so, so okay. 
according to a couple things I just read really quickly, they never had an affair, but Catherine Keener was always in love with him. It was unrequited, and then she kind of settled for Hoffman. So he's always been jealous of him. Oh wow, okay. And then he get and then he goes for oh, Catherine Keener's daughter. Ugh. Yeah. That's I I love this. This is a very um the passion Classic Hoffman. Yeah, but the passion he was having and before this moment because he's very with the emphasis with the hands and everything like that, but he was just having a comment about the music and just like you practicing all the time doesn't, you know, make it perfect. It kind of sucks sucks the passion out of it. And so talking like that Roman music totally just makes me think of him and, you know, almost famous and then pirate radio as well just like just that level of passion that goes with the love of music and everything. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They do like that. Ever since you mentioned that uh, that wine glass with Wallace Shawn, I'm all I'm thinking of like when they were like the, in this shot you're seeing uh, when you see Peters, it's even like the bottle of a wine. I mean, the bo- bottle of uh, scotch, like the top yeah. that's in it, and it's. Uh, he loves that. This director, he yeah, like that. he likes a little something out of focus in the foreground. And uh, I kind of using it as a marker as, uh, as of sorts. I mean, it works. He's I'm, not a big uh, director in terms of like American projects. I don't see a lot of his stuff. No, I didn't remember that again. That would have been three years ago that I really paid attention to his profile. Um, oh, okay. So. He actually is the showrunner for this big Israeli show that HBO Max picked up called Valley of Tears. Oh, okay. Um, it's, heard of it. it's, a, it's like a war show. They literally like just picked it up. Or maybe at the end of last year. Um, but it's like the biggest thing in Israel, apparently. Like, I don't know Israeli TV. I could just be like reading things wrong. <laughs> but yeah, he hasn't done much. But this is like his baby and it's... I think it's the most expensive project in Israeli history. Wow. He also did a movie called Incitement. Uh, looks like it's mostly Israeli film, though. Gotcha. Oh, just a little solo dance sash. Midgen Poots. She's around our age, I think, in real life. She's... she Irish? English? Thir- 31, English. It almost seems like she would have a um, be from a non English background because just some of her words are. It just seems like she's. It's not like it's a bad American accent, but it just seems a bit. It just seems very specific. Her cadence. Hmm. I don't know. I know she's a star of like popular horror film Black Christmas that came out never, like a year or two uh, ago. Never heard of it, or forgot about it if I did. You're not, you're not a big horror guy. No, no, he's so intense. <laughs> oh God! Hat, look, look. I don't know. You and I have not. I'm assuming have not been in this position, right? But I, and again, we won't know till we're like in our forties, maybe like ten years from now, at least, at least. And hopefully, we don't know the situation. But you can't stare at someone who's like, what? What is she in this? Nineteen? 
or she's supposed to be, right? Oh uh, yeah. And be like, this this might not be right. <laughs> you know? Oh god, yeah. Like even again of age, oh, I'm not the saying mom anything goes, like that. That's what it is. I knew someone caught them. She joins, right? How do you know it's her mom? Because she had a lunch date, I think. Oh. Well, it's, if I'm the guy, I'm like, you know what? I deserve this shit. That is such, like, what year was this? 2012 or whatever around then? Yeah. That's just like a 2012, like, early 20s person's bedspread. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, I mean, in, I know what it means, but like, that was a popular bedspread. Oh, really? Yeah, over that design. Like, I wasn't paying attention design. to the bedspread in all the bedrooms. I was in, you know. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'd be like, "What the fuck are you laughing for?" That's exactly what I would say. Look, <laughs> I would get mad, but like, you know what? He deserves it. Wait, come, yeah, come on up. Yeah, I'll be like, you know, you know what? I shouldn't do this. You want this. That's what I would say. Like, you, like you're like you doing this to get back at your parents, and I'm just a tool, you know? Yeah, like, I... Because she seems like well, she's doing it. Listen to the music right now, if you can. Like, it was, like, like fun, like, rom-com-y almost for a second. It's so weird. It yeah. is weird. It should be like sinister dark music. Like, you should be doing this. <laughs> so bohemian. But you know how expensive that place oh probably is. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Mommy and daddy paying for every, all of it. Like, that's just... That's how you know they're making good money. She, I guess she doesn't catch them. It's like, oops. But doesn't she... Isn't something left behind? I don't know. I thought there was something. Maybe. Is it... Is it I don't know why you're torturing him. It almost sounds like she should be like... Uh, we watched, uh, obviously, recently uh, for, for your podcast, uh, a Danish film. It just sounds like she <laughs> should have... Polish or Danish accent doing like or speak. Or remember, you don't have like a native American speaker or sorry, English speaker as your director so she's he's also not correcting her and be like, oh could you say that a little this way or like, oh could you get the accent coach here, you know? Yeah. It sounds, it probably sounds okay to him. It's true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. Just that. And again, how do you not assume if you're him? I guess he's just not thinking, but you're not assuming if you're him that she's partially doing this to get back at her parents. That and just the level of, like, so it's, it's, it's that. 
it's the obviously inappropriate of just like the age and the relationship to your circle of friends. And then also like knowing that the mom was in love with you at one point, maybe still is like, it's just, there's just so many, a checklist of reasons not to. Yep. But you get distracted. Oh, here's a young lady who's into me. Yeah. Oh man. Um, oh wow. <laughs> Daniel and I are in love. Oh boy. Look, if you have kids, you're going to have a talk like this one day. Not about, like, having sex with, you know, your business partner and friend or anything like that, but... but yeah, I mean, hey, that's why it's also... I mean, the, the this is a rather uh, you know, intense conversation, but it's good to talk to your parents to, like, learn, like, their point of view and just at that point when you just realize that they're people, too, and then, you know, perspective is uh, everything just the fact that I am 33 going on 34 and my mom had her second child at 33 had me you know her second child at 33 my dad being two years younger than that it's just like so point being I couldn't imagine two years ago having two children being married running a business (laughs) for sure for sure I mean that's changed though too in terms of education and people's expectations Oh Ooh. well, I didn't want I didn't want it to get to that uh, slap here, but oh. you know, parents and kids fight. Yeah, it, it it gets ugly. It's life. She didn't exit the way of the staircase. Oh, we're noticing all the flaws. <laughs> I fucking hate this movie. I thought I loved it. <laughs> this director didn't know how to talk, do uh, you know everything about with accents and stage direction of where to leave. I like how she's like also taught by all four of these people in the quartet, whether it's directly or indirectly. Yeah. And like I... she's in the class with him. She has private lessons with uh, Daniel. And of course, her parents are. Oh, I said Peter before. His name is Daniel. My bad. <laughs> he said Peter. Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Seems like a peep. <laughs> I can't imagine also that, like, you know, the the chip on her shoulder from being in these, you know, because this is practically, like, her grandfather. Uh, And then, you know, as we were saying before, such a small world that they'll be recognized. I I would assume any of these students know her parents' names, so know who she is, and just, like, that level of... So the only thing I'll say to that is I completely agree with what you're saying. I definitely think she has a chip on her shoulder. But I could also imagine that a lot of the people in this class, too, are the children of classical musicians or grew up with classical musicians in some way, shape, or form, right? Like, it's rare that someone who's not exposed to this kind of art form is in this world. 
Um, it happens. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Obviously, it happens a lot. Yeah, I have no but... idea what the ratio would be. I mean, you know, just from seeing it. I mean, we went to a very uh, affluent high school where the music program, you know, especially they, they. I mean, they even had a string ensemble, and they really succeeded. And uh, you know, to the best of my recollection, but... none of their parents. You know, but I mean, that's the small world that I was living in. So, and then what percentage of those people? Like you said, we had a good program. We had all these things. And what yeah, I don't know what those people. Yeah, I don't know which percentage are went in on this class. To, yeah, to I not a lot. I don't probably. know what school is this. If this is this Juilliard. I'm assuming it's like Juilliard yeah. or like a fake Juilliard, right? Like so, even in that percentage. So like the 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 people who succeed in this, the people who become part of these classes, are doing it since like age three or four, and they usually have parents who are very exposed to this music, like any kind of art form or even a sport. Yeah, or like, yeah, definitely you know, parents living vicariously, just like, you know, or just, you know, yeah. Even if they're new money, per se, or something like that, and you're just trying to push, like, uh, oh, we've, we, we've seen a, you know, a horse in this film. That's what things I always just associate with, like, old money and rich people and, like, status, like, equestrian and... For sure. <laughs> Dressage. Yes. Oh, so this, there's just a few stu- or are they all not playing just this part? Or are there some students in there just studying? I'd see other people in the back. With no, I, I see it as like, this is just me completely guessing, but they're all in quartet class, but they just take turns coming to the front. Oh, is there just We're four see- people playing? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one said instruments, but then it's like, okay, uh, yeah, no, yeah, Angelo, yeah, yeah. Steven, and Your Chuck squad. come to yeah, the front. Exactly, yeah. I get yeah. it. You defeat Kyle? No. <laughs> okay, so after that incident, you stay with her? I think it's his place, but yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. I, as soon as, as, soon as I re- re- replied to that, yeah. <laughs> I mean that you you continue the affair. Sorry. It's that... That would have been my red flag to be like, yeah, we shouldn't have done this. Yeah. Or just the fact that does does Philipsner Hoff uh, he what? must he must not know yet. No, no, no. Yeah, no no dad could stand to sit next to it's just crazy. because I, I was gonna say it's just crazy that Catherine Keener is like sitting there. But she also doesn't know I don't know. If you're saying you're in love, you have to assume your daughter's fucked a guy. I don't want to go that far. It could be something like, oh, I'm in love with the teacher, and he's, like, not, you know. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He's just one of the best. Delivers fucks just so perfectly. Yeah, he does. He does. Oh, see, yeah, she knew. Well, no, I'm just saying in general, you might not know, but she, 
Yeah, we, we don't know. Wait, what what did you do? Oh, this is. I'd be like, okay, yeah, but don't tell your husband or Alex. ex-husband or whatever you want to call him in this format. Alex right? and I are involved. Oh God. Oh my God. Just smash my 16th century instrument <laughs> over his head. We made love. We're in. Okay, we're in love. Okay. You said we made. I, I was. I was guessing uh, before the line came up. Uh, and then Hoffman's just, just the, uh, walking is just like, just what the f- yeah. just <laughs> totally obliterated by his adoptive children. Just I didn't teach you better. It seemed like he was like in a loving relationship with his wife. And okay, let's say let's say <laughs> you're going to. Oh, I get it. Like let's say you're going to do that, right? Let's say you've you've have feelings for someone's using his daughter right uh-huh. that's not something you you have sex with her and then disclose it that's something you kind of well it's something you don't do but like you don't just nonchalantly say it like oh we're involved by the way no especially yeah not yeah like yeah walk and tell him oh his name's peter yeah that's why i said peter peter yeah. <laughs> I like how he's gliding up the stairs. Yeah. Like he's walking. <laughs> that is a crazy his I mean his I mean obviously he's been playing the longest so I guess that many more years of uh had purchased earlier, so maybe it was uh, more affordable when he got this apartment. It's crazy. Yeah. Wouldn't that be the best way to leave, though, for it all just to all else to burn down, or is that just me being the selfish that's person you. that I am? Yeah, yeah just being the nut. that's you. That's being like, yeah, if I don't get to be part of it. <laughs> I guess his wife has passed away. Yeah, yeah. There's a picture of a woman on the uh, yeah on, on one, one of the nightstands. It's like, dude, again, like, I'm sure he could some, any young, impressionable woman in the, in the, in the, like, you know, music scene. But look, I, I get it to an extent that, like, let's say she wasn't the daughter of them, right? Like, if you're, if you love and appreciate this art so much, and you find someone who loves and appreciate that, the same thing you do... There's going to be a natural attraction, but yeah, like, dude, respect I mean, your friends. Besides her immature way of uh, sharing this with her mom and th- that level of immaturity, which is what comes with being, you know, yeah. 19, 20 years old, however old, you know, young she is. But um, she does have like a maturity otherwise that's attractive to, For sure. to, to, to him. So this is the Frick Collection. This is one of the great New York museums, one of the greatest museums in the world, really. And not a lot of people have seen it or know it because they rarely let people film inside. No, and uh, this is one one of the few movies to let them film inside. It's just like it's highbrow enough, you know. Like it's it's a, it's a pure enough story about like. 
Yeah, the the guy was probably like a uh, the guy who runs this is probably like a season ticket holder. I was just gonna quartet. say like a, yeah, a, like a. a had, like, oh, you're finally making a quartet movie? Great. Yeah, probably like a big, uh, uh, you know, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, d- you know, donations to the Kennedy Center or something. Yeah. So the Frick Collection here, it's amazing to think that that was... That's one of the last remaining mansions. Uh, you know, Fifth Avenue used to have just mansions of, like, the richest people in America. And most of them were torn down to build apartment buildings. Fancy apartment buildings. But uh, this is, like, one of the last remaining intact mansions that are still there. It's a museum, obviously, now. But could you imagine when that was someone's house? That's crazy. In Manhattan. <laughs> I feel like we saw some of the, Didn't they, like, allude to, like, some of those in uh, uh, Gangs of New York? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. I love these. Yeah, the, because they, they, PBS they look documentary. Like, exactly, exactly. Oh, so the mother played with him. So he is really like a father. Oh, and her mom died in childbirth yeah, of her. Oh, because you never God. knew her. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, very So, much... okay. So, yeah. So, it's more than just, like, a hypothetical father figure. Yeah. That that is that is dad to her and grandpa, essentially. Well, she must have had a dad, or did she not say that? Did she say... Did, or she didn't did she, say that, did, but... Yeah. The Fugue. I forgot that's the name of the band. Or, sorry, the band. The quartet. <laughs> the Fugue. The band. And fuck Daniel. I was thinking, like, oh, Alexandra or Alexandria is a nice name. Maybe I'd name a daughter that one day. And then I'm like, oh, I forgot. That's Alex Rodriguez. I can't do that. That name has been eliminated from any possibilities of me naming a child that. Even Alexandra. It was still they would still call her Alex Rodriguez. Oh, duh. I'm sorry. I totally wasn't like adding your name to it. Oh. <laughs> Like I well, just, I said Rodriguez. No, I know, but I, automatically, just even hearing that, I just thought of him. Like, not even thinking how that's your last oh, name. Oh, like, that that's my last. Yeah, name. like yeah. just I just wasn't okay. like I just I just <laughs> automatically hearing that name. I just went to your dislike of like him and the. See, Yankees. see, see. He bought it for her. Sorry, sorry. Oh, he bought it for her. Yes, okay. yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, like, that that's... was a proxy for him, and it was like a weirdo gift. And they put they had max twenty grand. He spent twenty five grand on her. Jesus. He out. He outbid his friend to do that. Yeah, or, and then, made, know, and then made her a bow, which is very phallic. Which, fine. Fine, <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. Fine, make her the bow, but don't buy her 20 Yeah, that's nice. That's a nice gift. If someone, like, made you a bow, that would be very nice. Like, yeah. Uh, this is where you see more that she was doing it to just get back at her mom. And not necessarily because she actually loved him. Yeah. He's like, fuck. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> like, oh, I thought it, yep, okay, you had me for a second, but. <laughs> I spent $25,000. 
I mean, I'm sure he could turn around and at least, I mean, you know, it clearly he has money, so I'm sure he could at least get yeah, the 20 grand for it. Yeah, he probably make at least most of it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 20 grand at least. Yeah, so what's 5,000? I mean, 5,000 is a lot when you're getting your heart broken. But still, yeah, it's less. Does he have a hickey on his neck? Is that like a The whole time, little... the whole movie he's had it, though. Oh, so really? I'm wondering oh, if okay. like, just like a birthmark or something. Oh, okay. It's just now noticing it in this light. So she's breaking up with him because of the love of that band. Or, sorry, Quartet. But yes, that's awesome. He just has such a Bond villain vibe to him. Yeah. She doesn't want to be the classical music Yoko. <laughs> it's just all levels of weird between them. Like, because I, I, you know, I, I doubt, I mean, they seem to be people that eventually share, like, intimate uh, things with one another, but that, like, I, I doubt that she knows that, like, her mom had a thing for him. I mean, yeah. if anything, maybe she's heard it while her parents having an argument, you know what I'm saying? True, true. So, but, so just, like, the level, the complexity of this uh, love quartet. Quintet, I guess. A, a love quartet. Real mature. Wow. I mean, for me, honestly, the damage is done. If I'm like the parents. Even if they break up, I'm not gonna be. Oh, okay, well I yeah I'm you that. yeah like you betrayed my trust here. And just I mean it would just take me I don't know as a and not 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 just like a wouldn't be a level of like just like knowing that my daughter you know is sexually active like no like basic sex shaming but just as like a father no. as a father i would just be like so like uh, i'm not gonna be able to look at you the same way for a little while oh so now no one gets the instrument you gonna go see pilar oh clean shaven Ooh, that's cool. He's someone who, like, it's, it's. I'm comfortable seeing him with or without a beard. Yes, I prefer him with some facial hair, but it's definitely like it's, it's a, it's obviously you know, on anyone, it's a look. It just like you know helps them uh, portray a certain character or you know something with with, with the facial hair. But yeah, definitely like he. Uh, he looks good with or without. And his hair is always at like a, a length that like can easily play like disheveled or not, you know? Yeah. The oh, food. she was a uh, opera singer. Gotcha. What a powerhouse of like elite music. But you High know, they, they, they're in the same circles, so that's how they met, you know? No, I understand, but I'm just like, you know, I'm just listening to her right now, just remembering. Uh. 
his performance is so um you know again for for him also uh so so understated in this movie oh i don't remember this i don't either reflection <laughs> you see him like another movie you're like oh he's gonna jump <laughs> I mean not much to talk about here oh 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 what? Ooh, Tarantino it. This is how the beginning opened. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it is... Wait, it, is this the beginning? I don't actually remember or know. I mean, it just, it opened, it just looks... The, yeah, exactly. It, looks, it opened the same, but why wouldn't it look the same? It's the same concert video. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it could be. I think it's inconsequential, you know, whether it is or isn't. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. You're like, oh, snap. It's not like you saw, like, walking not there and that's how it opened or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, actually, a good tell would be, did he have facial hair in the beginning? Oh, yeah. I can't remember. But there was, like, a significant time between this and the beginning, so who knows? Also, it's not like the next scene is like right after Fightful! Sorry. What happened? I, was, I went, Fightful! Oh. <laughs> I just heard some solemn violin music being played, so. It had nothing to do with his Jewishness. I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> Still wears his oh, wedding ring. Doesn't, Sucker. Doesn't something... Does he no, stop he, and then someone comes Yeah, on? he plays He plays one song and he's like, I'm announcing that this is my retirement. Yeah. Well, we're going to be replaced by... Who's like apparently like a real musician. She'll be joining the quartet from now on. And then that woman finishes the concert. So it's like yes. a big announcement. But he's able to play like one song. This one, apparently. Yeah. It's funny because it's not like they they make new music, right? Yeah. So if you're a fan of this, you're just like literally listening for precision. That's what I was just going to say. Exactly. Just the compulsion of it all. Compulsiveness. Yeah. You're just like, essentially you're there, not waiting for them to fuck up, but like hoping they don't fuck up. It's not necessarily like, oh, this is a different version. Maybe it is. Maybe it's like, oh, she played this string or. It's like being at a ball game with a notepad and like. (laughs) 
like stats and everything. So weird. Bizarre, just utterly bizarre. I wonder how long uh, one of these performances, like, is it, you know, is everything all around, like, musical performances around the same ballpark, at least, like, an hour and a half, two hours, or is it just, like, you know, since it's such a, you know, just a quartet that they're obviously playing, you know, they each have maybe their solo moments or duets or, you know, taking, like, little breaks, but it's, uh, you know, just such an, inst- most you know, most of them, especially the violins, the viola having it against your neck like that. I, I just don't know how long a, a standard, like a, a quartet concert is supposed to last. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> have you I ever have been no... to anything like at a, you know, a level of like this, like this, the ballet opera, anything? I've been to the opera. I've been to the ballet. I've never been to oh, okay. classical music concert. <sighs> yeah. I, uh, I, I haven't, uh, definitely have, I haven't been to a ballet or an opera. Um, uh, no, besides like high school and like the, and like, you know, I mean, some of them, the concerts with the string quartet, oh, this is his. But, uh, yeah, no, I guess the closest I've gotten is like a, a jazz concert that was like an acoustic uh, trio. I like how nobody knew. You know what I mean? He had planned it, but nobody knew. He'd obviously that, planned it because the other the other musician shows up. You know? Yeah, but that also he didn't fit, he didn't get to finish the song right. They were just kind of like in the middle of playing something. No, no. But I think either. He planned one of two things. That it's like all a big stunt, or one he's like, "I'm gonna go as long as I can go." Yeah, and then you come in. But he he's so prepared what he's saying that I feel like he intended. Oh, for, like yes, yes, yes. I feel like he was practicing that number. He couldn't get it, and he's like, "Oh, when I can't do this at this point, this is what I'm gonna say." Yeah, this is. I mean, going into all those moments, I I just I don't know. I just keep going to just thinking of like sports in this movie but athletes that you know just those moments in the movies where like the pitcher is just like he's just got a little bit of like enough grease left for like the one more pitch and then he's retiring yeah that makes sense or like you know even in the i mean a, a, a darker moment just like in the wrestler him knowing like he shouldn't but then he continues so <laughs> and randy the ram true j- true jumps off the And then this is like a moment that I can't imagine. Like, then in that circle of all of this, like the people, like I was there the night that Peter, blah blah blah. You know, like just couldn't anymore. For sure, like, for sure. Just like for what sure. a what a moment in music history. And did that. Was there any talk in it? Did he? Did 
I don't just from you know obviously we were just watching this, but um, did did he mention at one point that like did he name this cellist and say that she'd be a fine uh, yeah okay like ten times in the movie oh, okay. I'm not like saying that oh fuck you Claude not for listening I'm saying no but yeah so she, he kept saying Nina should join yes oh that's Nina the Nina that's the Nina okay yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah yes yes okay. So, one thing that I read on IMDb trivia that it's too subtle for me to even pick up. This apparently solves, like, this scene solves every problem they almost had in the entire thing. Now, you can't, not the sexual one, obviously, not the fact that he had sex with a daughter, but that was kind of solved before because she broke up. But, uh, so the IMDb, IMDb trivia said, basically... When they hug and do that, and this guy is the one to address the audience, Mm -hmm. it's acknowledging that Hoffman accepts that he's first chair. Sorry, that he's second chair, and that he's always going to be second chair. The guy closing the book is, remember Hoffman was kind of like teasing him and says, oh, you want to be the leader of this, but you still have to read the sheet music like that? He's acknowledging, like, I'm the leader now, and I'm going to close my music. That's why Hoffman does it too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and that's, yeah, and the fact of them embracing is like okay, you know, getting back together or whatever. Yeah, so. them embracing and then letting hit like Daniel addresses the crowd. Yeah, and I know, but the reason I just like was asking so about this Nina before um, uh, is um, you know that the, the rest of the band is as, as most as they can be like fine with it, you know, like. That they that they at least the name you know it was brought up to them and you know they didn't want Peter to leave. Uh, ooh, I like that. I, he left his cello on the stage. That's a baller move. Yeah, that's actually really cool. You know, it's. I mean, okay, I shouldn't because I, I haven't. I'm not. I don't know classical music, but I've definitely seen some performances, you know, uh, you know, video, video, uh, you know, taped or whatever, but just even as actors, it's just like the, that musician, Nina, like you could see, yes. So she is a musician in real life. Cause just the look on her face is just like such a look I've seen before by professional musicians. I think just only for if, you, sure, if for only sure. if you've been doing it that long and are just like that involved in the music, I think you know it's impossible to. Replicate. She's actually a real musician called Nina Lee. Like that's okay. Yeah, that's. I don't know. She's famous, but yeah, they just put her real name. So that is a late quartet. Everything solved in that last scene, and I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, good movie. I enjoyed it this time as well. Um, you know, I'm sure if you have a appreciation for classical music, you'll enjoy it a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, the one thing as a Hoffman fan, this is a must watch if you're a fan of his work because he's in the movie so much and the performance really is so good. Yeah, he's in it so much. Performance is fantastic. Um, it's again, I, I really enjoy it because it's a more subtle performance and and story for him to be in and uh and then getting to read team with Catherine Keener getting to be in a film with uh Christopher Walken uh it's yeah just definitely it's a, it's a must see 
for sure, for sure. Uh, again, especially if you're a fan of Hoffman, and if you're not a fan of Hoffman, I'm surprised you're listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back for our mid-month where we just chit-chat some, you know, Hoffman-related things. When, when are the Oscars again? Uh, I feel like they always, like, I don't know, end of February, early March. Like, it's always kind of right around then, maybe. So we might be chatting some Oscar stuff next next time, and that'll be on the 15th. This is one of those rare months where the episode's actually on the 1st and the 15th. Mm-hmm. It'll be this month and next month, same things, because February and March always have the same dates. More or less. I know they're always around the same. Is it a leap year? I have no idea. No, no, can't be. No, yeah, so they're the same dates. But regardless, we'll be back February 15th. But of course, you can listen to me every week on High School Slumber Party, another show here on the Cage Club Podcast Network where I talk high school films. And uh, Kyle, I know Foodie Films on hiatus, but anything you want to mention about that? Yeah, just go into uh, the kitchen cabinets and find some episodes, or some old episodes of Foodie Films into the... Uh... I was trying to think of what's the, what's the fancy... What's like the deeper cabinet that people keep stuff in in like pantry pantry there we go (laughs) pull out the pantry drawers and take a look at some of those uh the past hundred episodes of of foodie films and uh bon appetit yes yes can't wait i'm about to uh as tease in this episode guest star in foodie films after this we'll be recording an episode so clearly you're working and can't wait for that to return and uh Thank you guys for listening to another great, not that we were great, but the role, the role of Hoffman is great in this, and it's a good film. So thank you for listening to another presentation here of P.S. I still love Hoffman. And Kyle, why don't you uh, tell everyone what they can do? Stay on cool. Yeah! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sex a thing, sex a thing, you, I believe.